Black Rifle Coffee Company set out on a mission to make the best cup of coffee that's ever hit your mug. And I think they've hit that mission straight on. Their dream has been to sell enough premium coffee to build a support network for veterans, first responders, and law enforcement. And thanks to your support, that dream has come true. Black Rifle Coffee is roasted by a veteran-led team of brilliant coffee graders who work tirelessly to roast and bag the highest quality coffee here in America. And the coffee is truly one of a kind and my favorite. Your support has helped Black Rifle Coffee Company expand their team of active duty service members, veterans, and veteran family members. And they were able to donate over 120,000 bags of coffee to veterans and first responders in 2022. Visit blackriflecoffee.com Dana and use my code Dana at check out for 20% off your purchase and your first coffee club order. That's blackriflecoffee.com slash Dana. Use code Dana and also look for Black Rifle Coffee in grocery and convenience stores. Black Rifle Coffee, America's coffee. At the capacity of this coalition and apply it to lifting up, lifting up the lives of people everywhere, improving health, growing prosperity, preserving the planet, building peace and security, Doing it where? treating everyone with dignity and respect. That's our responsibility. The democracies of the world have to deliver it for our people. As we gather tonight, the world, in my view, is at an inflection point. The decisions we make over the next five years or so are going to determine and shape our lives for decades to come. That's true for Americans. That's true for the people of the world. And while decisions are ours to make now, the principles and the stakes are eternal. The choice between chaos and stability, between building and destroying, between hope and fear, between democracy that lifts up the human spirit and the brutal hand of the dictator who crushes it, between nothing less than limitation and possibilities, the kind of possibilities that come when people who live not in captivity but in freedom Freedom. Mm -hmm. Freedom. There is no sweeter word than freedom. There is no nobler goal than freedom. There's no higher aspiration than freedom. Americans know that and you know it. And all that we do now must be done so our children and grandchildren will know it as well. Freedom. The enemy of the tyrant and the hope of the brave and the truth of the ages. Freedom. Stand with us. We will stand with you. Let us move forward with faith and conviction and with an abiding commitment to be allies, not of darkness, but of light, not of oppression, but of liberation. I can't take anymore. I can't. I really can't. Not of captivity, but yes. I mean, I know we have like several seconds of this this soundbite to play. Maybe I'm robbing you guys. Maybe I'm being selfish. And I'm like, I can't. I legit can't even deal with this right now. Well, first off, welcome to the show. You're. Somewhat befuddled curmudgeon is here with you to start your Tuesday off nicely. Uh, Dana Lash, you can listen to the nationally syndicated radio program coast to coast. You can watch the simulcast of, not a podcast, the simulcast of the nationally syndicated radio show uh, on, uh, goodness, YouTube, Facebook, and also channel 349 via DirecTV. And by the way, the simulcast of our radio show is like better than about 99% of the other actual TV shows out there. Oh, I'm a brat today. Okay, so first and foremost, let me just give you, I need to give you my state of mind so you understand the perspective through which I'm coming at this because we're going to slice and dice, okay? So last night I was rereading because I have read a million books and I've read pretty much 
uh, a biography on almost every single president ever. Uh, and with some presidents, multiple biographies. Although with Jimmy Carter, I only could get through one. I'm not even kidding. Uh, and I do count Chris Hitchens, very sarcastic. Uh, 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 how should I say it? Caustically fueled bio on Bill Clinton. No one left to lie to. I consider that a bio because I can't. I lived through it. I don't want to read it. Anyway, long story short. So I've been rereading Mike Evans's excellent uh, biography on Jimmy Carter. And you're like, probably like, why are you talking about Jimmy? Well, because they've been rereading it because the man's on hospice care. Don't make me quote Shakespeare. Don't. I did not come here to mourn. I came here to bear. Don't do. Don't make me do it. Anyway, long story short, I've been rereading this book because I there I'm struck by how there are so many similarities from now and then. Now, I wasn't alive at the moments that I'm reading about. And then at some point in his administration, like the very tail end of it, right before Reagan took off as I was born. But there are things in this book that really strike some crazy, I mean, today, things today strike some similarities from the now to the then. So I'm reading this book and I'm reading about how he's basically this befuddled fruitcake who stumbles all over the world and gives away the Panama Canal and does all this other stuff. And we'll break all that down. But, you know, as I'm reading this, I also realized, you know, he was very, very hostile to, you know, Reagan's foreign policy doctrine. And he wasn't the only one because Joe Biden was also incredibly hostile to it as well. And, you know, I'm reading through this and I'm reading all of the, you know, some of the craziest aspects of the Cold War because I am a Cold War buff. And I just... Biden is the Carter of our generation. He really is. He is the Carter of this generation. He's a a befuddling McCheesehead fool who is cannot stop his gaffes. He cannot get a hold of himself. He has all of these embarrassing moments. And really, he's setting up some things kind of in a way building upon what his predecessor did. He's, in in some aspects, he's just making some moves that are setting the stage for something bad. And I look at his speech here. I feel like everything's a Jack Ryan plot. Sidebar. The new up, the new season of Jack Ryan is out. And if you haven't seen it, it's amazing. I've the first see I binged it. It's like one of my favorite shows. I hate television, but I love I love the Jack Ryan series. Anyway, back to our back to our story. So, you know, I'm reading you know, all about the Cold War and I've, you know, I've, I've reading about Carter's, you know, his presidency, etc. And I'm watching Biden here. He gave a speech. First off, they really wanted this, ladies and gents, I'm putting my glasses. They really wanted this to be his like Bradenburg gate speech so bad. The way they have him positioned, the way that they were trying to, you know, the, the, the mess. I don't, what was his message? What in the hell is his message? We're going to stand with you. He, I mean, he says that, Putin exacerbated the global food crisis. Really? I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm just, and then I'm looking at all the media here fawning over him. Biden warned of the Russian invasion, and he reacted wisely, wisely and flexibly. You know why he warned of it? Because it happened when he was in office as VP. Oh my gosh! Kane, I'm not going to make it through today. I need Inya already. I need some Inya already. Whoa, oh my gosh! I mean, hi. What happened with Crimea? He warned because he was vice president when Russia was barreling into Crimea. Are you people, what, what kind of crack rock are you people hitting? This is not Enya. That was some jazz piano that makes me want to punch the pianist. Oh my gosh, we're not even 12 minutes into this program. 
Golly, you people. So if you're unfamiliar with this, what do I have to do? Sometimes I just, South Park style, I have to play some Inya and go to my happy place. It's Ornoco Flow, in case you're wondering. Named after said river. You, you guys know that's what it's about, right? I have to go to my happy place with some Inya. Just like walk back. Walk back to a nice little happy place. Okay, I feel good. I feel good. Now, just keep that at the ready because... <sighs> Heaven help us. This guy, who's this? Who's this schmuck? Oh gosh, he's a professor somewhere. Some stu- yeah, he's got he's got a, he gets too paid to pay too much to be a moron. So he says Biden warned of this Russian invasion. He reacted wisely and flexibly, and he's gone to Kiev to give hope. We haven't had a statesman like this in a long time. What do you mean, like when we had a statesman who didn't start wars? You guys didn't like his mean tweets, but guess what? His mean tweets. <laughs> you, you didn't have short stack down there in North Korea doing all these missile tests, did you? And you didn't have Russia doing a single damn thing. They did all of it on Obama-Biden. Yeah, Biden saw it coming because it happened when he was vice president. I I mean, do people forget this? Have they forgotten this? Right? Is this crazy? So he's up there and he's, you know, he was there. He was, he was at, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And he, um... He you know, met with uh, Poland's leaders and he uh, gave a hat tip to the leader of Moldova, the female president of Moldova, which I'm positive, like one of the things in Black Ops Cold War is set in a nice little idyllic mountain town. That's when you got to go and you, you, you have to fight the juggernaut. Anyway, uh, so he's giving his hat tip to all this, you know, all these people here. And then he's, you know, what was he proposing? Uh, he I, I'm just trying to figure out what is he proposing? Is he trying to be intentionally provocative? Because, you know, really, when Russia was doing all of this in Crimea, Barack Obama was out there going, they're not really a geopolitical foe. Now, I can understand how you might see that they are like the biggest threat in the world if they're stomping into Crimea. And a lot of people do not understand the history. And if they don't understand the history of that area, one of the things that they are infamous for definitely not doing is making themselves educated on it by reading these things we call books and white papers and reading about the history of the area and the people that are in it, Kane. No, I want to wait for someone to write a column about it, and then I'm going to read it and regurgitate the sentences on Facebook like it's my own educated opinion. So, I told you I was feeling sassy today. So he gives this speech, and it's, it's very much a wannabe Reagan speech, except, oddly enough, he really was against Reagan's foreign policy. My friend Dan McLaughlin reminds me that three days after... Brandenburg Gate, Reagan in his diary, quote, I saw Biden on CNN last night. He's smooth but pure demagogue out to save America from the Reagan doctrine. Biden was entirely against Reagan's foreign policy. I mean, he's just just crazy. He's very much he was very much against it. He was very and he was very much against the idea right along with Barack Obama that Russia was any kind of threat. Even after they barreled into Crimea. And then, of course, after Barack Obama leaves the White House, Trump gets in the White House. And I always said there's something I appreciated about having a bombastic guy in the White House who you didn't know if he was entirely not crazy. You didn't know maybe he's going to push the button. He's got that guy walking with a little briefcase, that nuclear football. Hell, who knows what's going to happen? He may turn around, flip that thing open like he's going to, you know, like he's unpacking in a hotel room. And who knows what you, you, you kind of like the uncertainty that comes with it. There's a little bit of safety in the, maybe having a crazy world leader. I mean, at least in America. Everywhere else, they're just full-on crazy, and you never go full-on crazy. 
But we didn't have any of that stuff happening then because everyone was sure that uh, they assured us Biden was was going to have blood ru- or Biden Trump was going to have blood running in the streets. He was going to we were going to have World War Three, World War Three. Oh, my gosh. World War Three. That's all we heard. It trended every single day. I'm pretty much I'm pretty positive. It trended like every single day when he was in the White House. Guess what? We didn't have we didn't have World War Three. We didn't. We didn't have World War Three. Yeah, I'm looking at uh, Reagan's diary entry and it's just it is incredibly fascinating. And he had said, yes, he's smooth but pure demagogue out to save America from the Reagan doctrine. He was very much against Reagan's foreign policy. Right when he stood there, Mr. Gorbachev teared on this wall. And the Biden's foreign policy goals, and this was UPI 1987, The reason why I think this is interesting and why I think this matters now is because I don't know how you can live through the Cold War period and the, I want to say, conclusion of the Cold War, even though we're kind of in it again, and not have the position that Reagan had on it. I don't understand how you can live through that period and then today, having lived through it and been an adult, not just a child, but have lived through that era, not hold the position that uh, uh, on that area that the, the normal constitutional and then also kind of looking at the waning former power that Russia was not hold the not hold the position that we all hold. I just I don't understand that. That's why this fascinates me. I, when I go back and I look at at where he stood, he was saying, oh, military interventionism in the Reagan doctrine is in tatters. He was 45 at the time. Biden back then was older than me. That is how old this guy is. Full stop. Holy cow. Seriously. He, at the time of Reagan's speech, he was, Biden was still older than me than I am now. That's how long this guy's been in office. He says that the Reagan doctrine assumes that change only comes to, it couldn't have been any, any more incorrect than, it, than ever. But he was so wholly against it. So I hear his speech today. He's up there. And some of the stuff that he's, you know, he's up there running is, you know, oh, we're going to have to have freedom. Blah, blah, blah. Boy, it sounded, you know, he's he's there in Poland. And I just, it seemed like a provocative speech, didn't it? It didn't seem like a speech coming from the president of the United States. It seemed like a, like he was trying to speak for NATO. That's what I got. This didn't seem like, and I don't think it was staged, like this was, a speech given by, oh, this is the United States. They're friends of ours. They came to, you know, commiserate with us the year into this. It sounded like a, a, a NATO speech. And then this came. The, this was a few hours ago. Putin gave remarks. He announced the suspension of the new START. That's the treaty controlling the remaining nuclear arms between the United States and Russia. Hmm. So now there are no limits. That's troubling. We're going to talk more about this. There's a lot to unpack here.
So Valentine's Day may be over, but the need to say I love you is never over. You can say I love you over and over again with a meat subscription from Good Ranchers. Over 85% of grass-fed beef sold in stores is imported from overseas. That doesn't say I love you. What does say I love you is 100% American hand-trimmed steakhouse quality meat and seafood delivered right to your door. Right now, use code Dana to get $30 off when you order any box from Good Ranchers. Ditch the usual gifts and say I love you with a subscription to American Meat instead. Snag your $30 off with Myco Dana at GoodRanchers.com today. With the 100% satisfaction guarantee, you can count on your monthly delivery of meat to always deliver the quality a great gift needs. Forget flower deliveries. Set up an easy, affordable, and delicious subscription to American Meat. delivered today by GoodRanchers.com and save $30 with code Dana. Say you're the best with the best meat in America from GoodRanchers.com. Good Ranchers American Meat delivered. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five, brought to you by Caltech. All right, so first up, uh, Governor Kathleen Hochul's security detail is under investigation for apparently faking work records. That's kind of, what? State investigators, they're looking into whether or not troopers in her security detail have been cheating taxpayers by claiming they're on the clock when they're actually not, according to the New York Post. The probe is focused on members of the governor's detail stationed in New York City, and those troopers under scrutiny have already been removed from their post. They could face disciplinary action depending on if the allegations are confirmed. That's like a rotating group of more than 40. They don't specify how many of the group are involved in this, but it seems like it's more than a couple. Uh, also from the Hill, the first, this blows my mind. First-generation iPhone fetched $63,000 at an auction. So y'all be checking your junk drawers, okay? Because y'all could be getting some money. I mean, first-gen iPhone, $63,000. In a Pennsylvania county's mailing residents free condoms to combat rocketing STD rates because people can't stop being whores. It's the truth. Stay with us. Folks, are you concerned about American K-12 through education? Are you worried about what your children or grandchildren are learning or not learning in school? So if you've answered yes, my friends at Hillsdale College have a free resource for you. You've heard me talk about how Hillsdale College understands the importance of education to the future of our country. And now they're offering you 10 free print copies of their recent issue of Imprimus, entitled Education as a Battleground, written by Hillsdale College President Larry P. Arn. This special issue provides a factual account of the issues in the ongoing going battle over education and why parents and teachers, not bureaucrats or activists, should guide what our children learn. With Hillsdale College, you can make a difference in your community by distributing these copies of Imprimus to your community. Don't miss this opportunity to arm yourself with the facts. Claim your 10 free copies of Education as a Battleground by visiting Dana4FORHillsdale.com. That's Dana4Hillsdale.com. Act today and join the battle over education for our country's future. That's Dana4Hillsdale.com. It's time to embrace the suck. Continually worrying about your investments dipping while the market remains extremely volatile? Pay attention to the companies where your money is located. Is it time to reevaluate your financial decisions or just continue to embrace the suck? Check out the Watchdog on Wall Street podcast on Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. Listen to The Dana Show live on the Odyssey app. Weekdays, noon to 3 p.m. Eastern Time. Meanwhile... Together, we made sure that Russia is paying the price for its abuses. We continue to maintain the largest sanction regime ever imposed in any country in history. And we're going to announce more sanctions this week together with our partners. We'll hold accountable those who are responsible for this war. And we'll seek justice for 
the war crimes and crimes against humanity continuing to be committed by the Russians. Hmm. I'm telling you, I'm getting some bad vibes about some stuff, man. Kane and I are over here going, mm. welcome back to the program. Dana Lash here. So while everybody's freaking out over Biden's speech and they're just pouring praise on him, he's so, it's his Brandenburg, it's his Brandenburg Gate moment. Russia suspended the New START Treaty. I mean, that's, they said that they're going to suspend their role in the New START nuclear accord with the United States. Putin announced that in his State of the Nation address Tuesday that already took place. Moscow suspending its participation in the New START nuclear proliferation agreement, the last remaining arms control treaty between the United States and Russia. And that is significant. It is in the, as they they that this was happening while Biden and Zelensky were walking around in Ukraine while they had fake air sirens going. We'll talk about that in a moment. They just, you know, and. Even CNN was debunking that. CNN was saying they haven't had any. Actually, you know what? I'm going to do it now because CNN was saying they even ha- they haven't had this, and you know, for some days. Listen, this is Alex Marquardt, who's with CNN. Audio soundbite one. He was saying that the sirens they they hadn't. Other people were saying that they hadn't had any air raid sirens in five days. There was no air raid threat. They played this for theater. Listen to this. Um, I've been here for the past five days. I have not heard any explosions. I have not heard any air sirens until about half an hour ago, right when uh, President Biden was in the center of Kiev, as, as Clarissa was, was hmm. just mentioning. Hmm. Interesting. So now we have to have staged air raid sirens. We send them. I mean, I, I feel like we shouldn't have that because we send them billions of dollars. <laughs> you know, I just don't I don't think that that's something that's needed. So while all of this was happening, that's when you have that they did suspend their participation in the uh, New START Treaty. Hmm. Now, this is all very interesting. This is a Washington Post piece that has this story, by the way. They said Putin's not going to withdraw completely. From the treaty. Uh, That's what he had said in his remarks. Russia's not going to completely withdraw. That's been extended to run through February 4th, 2026. But what Russia is going to do is not allow NATO companies to inspect its nuclear arsenal. So he accused the alliance of helping Ukraine. So that I think those are two different things. I mean, do I trust them? No. I don't even trust my own government. The hell yeah, I'm, so I'm not going to trust Russia's. <laughs> but I do think that those are kind of two different things. I want to caution you on something that I've seen emerging even on circles on the right. Never, ever be herded into groupthink on something. And Kane and I were talking about this on break. If you bring up the nuances in this Russia conflict with Ukraine then people allege that it is as though you're justifying Russia's invasion, which is a stupid, absolutely stupid statement because nobody does. I I get aggravated that I have to dumb down oftentimes commentary to a Fisher price level to explain this to the drive-bys and the people who are trying to herd everyone into groupthink. They act like it's an either or. And I said this yesterday. That. 
you know, this is, there's a lot of nuance here. And it's not an either, you, it, there's, it's bad that they invaded Ukraine. Also, Ukraine are not angels, but that doesn't mean that they deserve to be invaded. I mean, do you see how goofy this is? Just like this situation here with the Star Treaty. All the headlines are saying that Moscow is suspending its participation. Now, in the second graph of this Washington Post piece, Putin says Russia's not going to withdraw completely, which has been extended to run through February 4th, 26, but that they will not allow NATO countries to inspect their nuclear arsenal. So that means you'd have to have a third-party non-NATO member. And he accused the alliance of helping Ukraine conduct drone strikes on Russian bases. The treaty, if you didn't know what it was, is a 2011 treaty, and we've had these since the end of World War II uh, that pl- and, and uh, the fall of the Soviet Union, placed what they call verifiable limits on the number of intercontinental ballistic missiles, nuclear warheads, et cetera, et cetera, and limitations on strategic offensive arms, and that's what this new start, that's what the start accord was. And they said, Putin said in his speech, quote, our relations have degraded and that's completely and utterly the U.S.'s fault. I disagree with that. Now, Blinken told reporters earlier, they said Western officials were alarmed at Putin's decision. And, so, and Blinken said that the announcement by Russia that it's suspending participation is deeply unfortunate and irresponsible. Now, I just want to go back. I, I mean, I, I, I would love to read a translated transcript. Because there's a major difference. And remember, everything is info, operational. They say that in his remarks, they're not going to withdraw completely. They're just not allowing NATO countries to inspect their arsenal. What I don't understand is how the United States under this administration and under the Obama-Biden administration when Iran said that they weren't going to allow the United Nations to inspect their nuclear sites, the United, the United States, Barack Obama and Joe Biden telling everyone, no, no, it's okay, we can trust Iran. They're not doing anything. They're not, they're not building their nuclear capability. And so Putin, correct me if I'm wrong, which I don't believe I am, he's not saying that they're withdrawing entirely from the treaty. He's saying NATO can't inspect it. So why don't they get the Iranian treatment? I'm just wondering. This is weird, is it not? But see, here's the here's where I was warning you. Don't be don't be herded into groupthink because there will be people who say, "Wait a minute, you're telling us that he's not withdrawing completely. It doesn't matter. Are you using Putin talking points?" I see people on the right. Some of them, I think, they're their own psyop. You can't trust Twitter at all anymore. There's so many fake accounts and so many like established identities that are used strictly to just try to undermine the credibility of certain arguments and spin certain narratives. I do not trust a single damn bit of it. It is an entire intelligence playfield. Not even joking. You cannot trust in an era of information. You have to trust everyone, really not at all, and yourself only. It's weird to say. <clears throat> it's very weird to say. And can you bring up a point? Don't just put it in Slack. Yeah. Well, one is the UN, right, with, with uh, Iran. The mm-hmm. other one was NATO, which is obviously Russia has had a thing about NATO for the longest time, as long as I can. No, I know. Yeah, there's the difference. And there is a NATO huge difference the on the national, you know, the, uni- the, the unification nationally of, of these countries. And then 
NATO, which is actually the European portion of that. So I, there is a slight difference, and I think that Putin being that specific actually does, you know, it's it's a little nuance that people are overlooking. I, and I and then I question, well, why are they overlooking it? We're not stupid people. I mean, are we overlooking it in order to fan the flames of hyperbole so that we get people more and more outraged and they view this instead of as, as a negotiating tool as an act of aggression? Dude, you all need to watch the second series of Jack Ryan. Holy cow. I am not even kidding. Do, do, me, do me a solid. Do me a solid. I am, have never steered you wrong. Now, some of my anime stuff in that, yeah, it's not for everybody. Juan's laughing. Shh. So, yeah, yeah. But this, dude, best show streaming. Watch the first season of Jack Ryan and then watch the second season of Jack Ryan. You're going to watch the second season of Jack Ryan and you're going to come back to this show at this table as a new person. You're going to be like, dude, you're going to get it. You're going to totally, it's, I don't know. It's just like seeing the Matrix. I don't know. Like, no, the actual Matrix, the code in the air. I mean, it's just bizarre. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you're, it, I just think, man, what a time. I, I'm just very, I think that that nuance is important, and here's why. Because they are a wounded and depleted country. What do they got? They've been feeding all their men into this the, into the war feeder, spitting them out all over Ukraine. They are hurting. Granted, they had a boost to their dollar, uh, or ruble uh, from lockdown and oil and gas and all this other stuff. But, you know, they're broke for all intents and purposes. They're, they're not doing too well. Putin has to also manage the palace intrigue. His health is in legitimate question. I don't know who's more addled, him or Biden at this point. And so they are in a precarious position. And so... This is a way of negotiating that. I mean, they could have said that. Actually, it's the third season of Jack Ryan. Third season. They could have said, oh, we're just going to withdraw entirely. They used the word suspending. And then they said, but not completely. We're just not allowing NATO to inspect it. Now, they don't trust NATO. They're hostile to NATO. NATO was entirely created because of Russia. Looking at this very clinically, you have to understand why your why your opposition holds the position that they hold, and so, and so that you can better respond and understand. People nowadays look at that as though you're trying to that you're uh, compromising or something, which is so stupid. People are just tone deaf on diplomacy, and diplomacy doesn't get people killed unless it's bad, but. I feel like this is, they're just, tr they're trying to have some wiggle room to negotiate here. They're worried about NATO. Now, NATO did expand under the previous administration. I do question the rate of expansion, and I do question expanding it when you have, when it's just the United States. This is entirely for the United States' own safety and protection. Yes, the other countries, but let's be real. It's for the United States. And Look, I love my country. I have no problem in saying this. I pay taxes to this country. This country steals my income. So, but I do think it's important to just acknowledge that. Apparently, that's a big bad thing to say, which I it's so stupid that we have to sit here and couch our words and 
Use it. We're not doing that on this program. It does. So other countries are helped, but it's for the security of the United States so that communism doesn't spread. Communism is antithetical to freedom. But I get why they I, I see why they're nervous. They're Russia. They don't like NATO. We enter. We allowed a lot of countries that I, I question their economic stability into NATO. Because if you're allowing countries that are not paying the percentage of their GDP as promised to their own damn self-defense with NATO, and it's the United States essentially facilitating it, and you're admitting in countries that are not economically stable, their governments are questionably stable. I mean, that that creates a, a threat to our security as well, because if you have any kind of further destabilization, then that means everybody's got to jump in. Do you realize the increase, though, in conflict when you do that? So there's a lot of questions here. This is not an easy discussion. It really isn't. But I don't like where it's going. I don't like the tone of the president's remarks. I, I don't understand his purpose. I mean, he's standing there, as a friend of mine noted, he's wearing a pin for a country that we're shipping millions and millions worth of guns to in armament and giving billions upon billions of dollars to. It's, it's and, and for what purpose? Can any, what is the purpose? What is the purpose? That's the one thing he didn't say in his speech. What is the purpose of all of this? And apparently asking that means you're a Putin stooge. Man, some people are getting taken in. They really are. Don't be herded. Thanks to your support, Patriot Mobile has emerged as one of the leaders in the parallel economy, and they have big news. Patriot Mobile now offers service with all three major networks. This means if you're with the big three and like the service but hate their values, you can access them with Patriot Mobile. They also offer a performance guarantee. So if you're not happy with your coverage, you can switch between the three major carriers for free. Patriot Mobile, America's only Christian conservative wireless provider, offers nationwide coverage on the best 4G and 5G networks. So you get the same great service while supporting a company that fights to preserve our God-given rights and freedoms. Resolve now to stop supporting companies that don't align with your values. The Patriot Mobile 100% U.S.-based customer service team makes switching easy. Just visit PatriotMobile.com Dana or call them at 878-PATRIOT. Get free activation today with the offer code Dana. That's PatriotMobile.com Dana or call 878-PATRIOT. PatriotMobile.com Dana or call 878-PATRIOT. Of all your favorite talk hosts, one of these is not like the others. The Dana Show. Gun reforms that will protect our city's residents, including the brave men and women who have taken an oath, protect the peace. You can say you back the blue, but if you don't back gun control and gun availability, you don't back the blue. Oh my gosh, this guy using Scott Israel talking points. This is Philly Mayor Jim Kenney. Because it's it's gun con- it's the people who oppose gun control that are apparently driving the crime in Philly, not the repeat offenders or the restorative justice or their Soros backed DA. No, couldn't possibly be any of those things. Not according to Jim Kenney. <laughs> oh man, no. He what gun law would have prevented? And he's talking specifically about this eighteen year old that left his richy rich neighborhood to, with his little brother. And he went up wearing a two hundred something dollar sweatshirt. Can I just make a mention here? Your two hundred dollar sweatshirt ain't no better than the Hanes sweatshirt that you can get off Amazon for like twenty four dollars, made of cotton. I like the Hanes sweatshirts because they don't shrink. You're gonna pay two hundred dollars for a sweatshirt that 
has the a logo for a fashion label that looks like an anti-capitalist sign. Shut up. Anyway, so you have this 18-year-old and his brother. They go up to Philly, and uh, they're, you know, they're acting like thugs. They wanted to act like they were in an early 90s rap video, I guess. I don't know. They're up there raining hell on people. They were in the pro- in, in a, in involved in a robbery, and that's when Officer Chris Fitzgerald saw them. And as he pursued uh, one of the 18-year-olds, whose uh, sissy name I'm not saying, turned around and fired at Chris Fitzgerald, killed him, dad of four. He was doing what he was doing. And then I'm like, all these people are coming at what, what, so what law, Jim Kenny? what law would have prevented an underage prohibited possessor from illegally possessing a handgun? No laws. I mean, all these people criticize innocent gun owners, but not the failed parents who let their kids run wild. Where's this, where are these boys' moms? You're a failed mother. The dad, you're a failed father. You're letting your two kids run out, drive an hour to go do this stuff at night. And apparently they've had the police at this kid's house a lot because loud noises, firing gunshots, all this. Where's the mom and dad? Where are the parents? It starts in the home. I said on Jesse Waters last night, he goes, well, what's, you know, what's the problem here? I go, the problem here is that these kids aren't getting their ass beat enough. That's the problem. It's true. true. We have a lot more on the way. Don't go anywhere. Second hour. We're going to argue about how my husband's a neocon, too, on break. Don't even. We're going to get into all of that. Stay with us. Second hour on the way. I've talked a lot about the Keltec KSG shotgun over the years, and it's no secret how much I love it. It's become the go-to shotgun for law enforcement and home defense, and for a really good reason. Uh, but why am I such a huge fan of the Keltec KSG? Well, like everything that Keltec invents, it created an entirely new class of shotgun. And the one that started it all is the KSG shotgun. It's the first 12-gauge pump-action shotgun chambered for 3-inch shells. And with its dual tube mags, offers a capacity of 12 plus 1. So that's 6 rounds in each tube, plus 1 chambered. If you prefer 2 and 3 quarter inch shells, even better, because the KSG holds 7 plus 7 plus 1. That's 15 shells. You cannot ignore the downward shell ejection either. It makes the KSG truly ambidextrous and ejects shells away from your face. It's brilliant design. See the Keltec KSG up close and personal at KeltecWeapons.com. That's K-E-L-T-E-C Weapons.com. Again, to find out more, visit KeltecWeapons.com. He thought he'd get the Finlandization of NATO. Instead, he got the NATOization of Finland and Sweden. He thought NATO would fracture and divide. Instead, NATO is more united and more unified than ever, than ever before. Mm, that's more from Biden's speech there. They tried to really make this the Brandenburg Gate speech that... Reagan did. They really, really tried to make this that for him. And it's pretty amazing because it wasn't. There's a lot of troubling things that are coming out here. And there's so much. It's We're in an information war. We really are. Welcome back to the program. Top of our second hour. Your lovable curmudgeon, Dana Lash here, to get you set up on this. There's always, there's, there is... Really, there's a lot of weird stuff out here, especially with this speech. So first off, this is all Biden going to Poland. He had gone to Ukraine. He stood out there with Zelensky. They did this like fake. I don't know what you want to call it. They had this um, theater. They It's like they staged this thing and they had air raid sirens going and all this stuff. And it and it was all theater. Now, 
Then he goes back and he makes this speech just a little bit ago in Poland. And it's just, he is very much, uh, what is the point? I mean, he's very much not projecting any kind of image or of, of strength or anything like that. He's, I mean, what is the purpose over there? The thing is, is that everybody, there's, uh, there, it's like back and forth. There's, there's the left, they're, ab- they're warmongers. They, they want a conflict. I think they legitimately like some of this. And then you have people on the right who are trying to understand what the, what the interests are, United States interests are being protected by all of this. I, I mean, there's there's something to to understand of the history. I think again, all of this comes back to, and I mentioned this yesterday. You know, people think that you know this is apparently Russia that's going to rebuild the USSR, and I don't necessarily believe that. I don't necessarily agree with that. That doesn't. Now you can't even say something like that without some people on like neocons on the right who sit here and go, oh well, then that means you must be a Putin stooge. You're no, it's just you're trying to, which is a stupid argument. I'm so tired of people making that argument. What I, I don't think that they do. We and Kane and I were talking about this on break. Like what we don't think that they do. There is a lot of history there in that region. And one of the whole problems of this is because after the fall of the USSR, Ukraine was dealing with these borders that, you know, that and, and dealing with because it was Khrushchev. What didn't he that uh, symbolically gave Crimea to Russia uh, as this because he was a, a Kremlin stooge as this gesture And then when everything fell apart, here Ukraine is dealing with borders that they actually had never had to deal with before because they were a part of the USSR and they wanted USSR wanted to inflate, you know, their their size and stature in the world so they could get more seats on the UN Security Council, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, it's there's a lot of history there and a lot of people are running their mouths about it. Uh, I don't expect everyone to be an expert on it, but we do have these things called books. And, uh, you know, we have a lot of experts out there and we have this thing called the Internet. And so it's not difficult to educate oneself on the issue, especially if one's per, if, if people want to be taken seriously about it uh, online. And there's just a lot of stupid hot takes about this. Bottom line is it always comes back to what our interests are. What are our interests? I just don't see how our interests are, are being threatened. It's not. Uh, being a Russian sympathizer to try to understand your opposition's point of view. And in this case, the opposition is Russia to try to understand their point of view, because you have to understand what your opposition is thinking if you're going to try to counter them. But apparently that is not allowed by the right or left anymore. Everything is so damn tribal that it's affecting foreign policy and it's going to get us involved in a World War Three as a result. But that's the that's the thing. So this pulling this up, this is was a little bit ago. So they're they're saying that they're suspending their involvement in the new start nuclear accord. They're not withdrawing. They're just saying that NATO can inspect our our arsenal. Okay, I mean, that's I just just I think that that maybe only means something if you trusted them anyway. Do we honestly believe that anybody abided by this? No, come on. Good grief. I don't trust my own government. What makes you think I'm going to trust them? No. So there's a lot of, um, what does that, I mean, ultimately, what does that mean? I mean, you, this, this was a huge piece of Obama-Biden 
this start accord that was supposed to extend up until like February of 26. I mean, remember, this was from uh, 2010 under Obama-Biden. The Senate Foreign Relations Committee voted to approve the new START treaty. And that's, that, that's what just fell apart now. The way the New York Times wrote about it, this is in December of 2010, they said that it cements what is, pro- this is their quote, quote, it cements what is probably the most tangible foreign policy achievement in Mr. Obama's two years in office, end quote. Now, I go back to this because this was under Obama-Biden. Biden is just apparently, I mean, now it's all blown up. And also, Obama was said to have been so green on foreign policy. That was the reason why they wanted to attach Biden. Somebody like Biden, they wanted an elder sort of foreign policy statesman to be a part of the ticket. Remember this whole fight? They wanted him to be a part of the ticket as a result of that because they said that Barack Obama was just too green on foreign policy. And so uh, they needed, uh, uh, he needed a Biden. So Biden really presented himself as this foreign policy expert. Yet he ended up, I mean, he was like a, a, a total moron. And that's, and even Biden's like, don't underestimate Joe's ability to blank stuff up. Well, he did. And then he goes out and gives this speech just like hours after Russia's statement. Putin gave the state of their union over there, the state of their state. So this is um, great job, Biden. Great job, right? Let's go, Brandon. Great job. We're going to continue watching this because... I mean, this is just, he took, he, I mean, he says, you know, Putin chose this war, et cetera. He chose the invasion. Yeah. But we we don't, that doesn't mean that we got to make it worse. I mean, true. I just see all these headlines. Oh, they're suspending their, their, and they're not, there's, there's a caveat there. I just, meanwhile, while Biden was in uh, Poland, you know, one of the things that he said, hmm, he had said that. He was uh, talking to, this was a joint presser, he was ta- meeting with President Duda in Warsaw, and he said he always wanted to be called Bideninski as a kid. Because he said he grew up surrounded by Polish immigrants. How many times has he changed the ethnicity of the people that he's grown up yeah. around? Every time. Every single time. <laughs> I just don't, I don't think he, I mean, you don't have to make up stuff like this. It just makes you look so disingenuous. All right, so on, on Ohio. Oh, Poot Buttigieg. He says he's finally going to go to Ohio. After, to the toxic train site, 18 days after the disaster. Now, Trump is expected to visit the area tomorrow. I think that out of everybody who's like leaning to run or running, I think really like one of the only, because just because he was the most recent Republican president, I think it makes more sense for him to go. Uh, but he's apparently going to go visit tomorrow. And Buttigieg is saying, well, Trump's visit's just a photo op. And the East Palestine mayor said that Biden's Kiev trip is the biggest slap in the face. By the way, I've seen some rhinos out there going, oh, uh, uh, Biden went to Kiev and, and DeSantis went to Fox and Friends. Well, DeSantis is governor of Florida and he's talking about their Florida blueprint initiatives. Biden's the president of the United States. And then they're saying, well, why didn't he go to Ohio? Because he's governor of Florida, you morons, is why. 
He's not president of the United States. Why is that? So do you see how they're moving? They're going from Ma Trump to Ma DeSantis is what they're doing. So dumb. Buttigieg revealed Tuesday he's finally going to pay a visit to East Palestine three weeks after Norfolk Southern. Their train, their freight train derailed. He has been super sassy about this stuff. Uh, audio soundbite seven. Man, I'm telling you what. Remember South Bend. He was mayor of South Bend, the fourth largest town in Indiana. They had 60 buses, Kane. Did you know that? 60. 60, a whole 60 buses. Sounds like qualifications mm-hmm. to me. Major qualifications. He's got lots of the qualifications. Wow. I'm pretty sure he was also the vice admiral of the uh, canoe fleet at Camp Wimpy Tonka. Uh-huh. But let's li- let's listen to uh, Secretary Mayor Newman, Poop Buttigieg. When are you going to go to East Palestine? Well, I am planning to go, and uh, our folks were on the ground from the first hours. I do want to stress that the NTSB needs to be able to do its work independently. But when I go, the focus is going to be on action. Look, I was mayor of my hometown for eight years. We <laughs> dealt with a lot of disasters. <laughs> oh, sorry, was I not supposed to laugh then? Sorry. <laughs> Look, I was the mayor of my hometown. So, uh, George, I know a little bit about dealing with disasters. We had this major disaster, this huge pothole in the middle of Main Street, and it was so difficult to fill. So I ignored it for a long time until people actually petitioned for me to pay attention to it, and then we filled it. And then to make it look like I really cared and was doing something, I did a video on how to fill a pothole. And then everyone said I was smart. By the way, I'm gay. I'm surprised he didn't. Well, George, I'm gay. And uh, I know what I'm surprised he didn't because that's like the big. It's the reason why he got the job, right? Because he knows nothing about transportation. He was the mayor of South Bend. He he knows a little something about disasters, George. If you do, then why aren't you there? I mean, they the people had to fight to get to get the FEMA out there. They had to fight with the administration. Kane's over your coffin like he's got the East Palestine muck yeah. drifted down here. It's in, my lungs. it's in his lungs. He's got the black lung. I was mayor of my hometown for eight years. So he says that he's going to go, but everyone else, they're just a photo op. Hmm. He's going to pay a visit. People are mad. Pretty sure that that town is probably bigger. Is it bigger than South Bend? I mean, look, I'm just curious. Population. Uh, bear with me here. Oh, no, it's smaller. It's a demonstrably smaller. But South Bend is demonstrably smaller than like Indianapolis. So he says that, uh, he says that's, he's, he's going off on trains. He's like, oh, well, I've seen the power these railroad companies wield. Okay, is that why you were MIA during the rail strike and we almost had that happen and Congress had to intervene and you were MIA? Oh, wait, I think that's when he was still out on his maternity leave. I'm not kidding. I think he was still out on his maternity leave. I'm not even kidding. And then the FOIA request show he was refusing all correspondence or discussions with anybody, even over important issues. Okay. Yeah, we have more to come. Can you tell I'm not a fan of him? And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five, brought to you by Caltech. So in Bedford, Ohio, a maintenance worker, 46 years old, was killed in a deadly explosion at a metal manufacturing plant. Tributes have been paid to the man who worked at the company for 28 years. Twelve others are still injured and in the hospital. Steve Mullins, 46, was a 30-year veteran. 
of the L. Schumann and Company, I. Schumann and Company, and uh, sent 12 people to the hospital. The conditions of the others are unknown. Sad story, though. FDA announces a recall on Valentine's Day chocolate sold at Target. I mean, you know, no rush. The FDA, they're probably already eaten. It's the Silvestri Sweets, Inc. They're recalling their favorite day brand, 8-ounce bag of Valentine's Milk chocolate-covered caramels with non-parallels, according to the FDA press release. Uh, I don't know what's wrong with them. I don't care. It's a pink bag, and it says favorite day. You'll have to Google it. But, I mean, that seems like... I get, I'm real weird about my candy. I don't really like candy. I don't like cake, either. I don't like candy. I, caramel's good, though. But I just... I wouldn't... I'd look at that and be like, I ain't gonna buy it. I ain't gonna buy that. I don't know. Maybe I'm bratty about it, but... Uh, in Philly, cops found 18 pipe bombs behind a Catholic church. What is happening in Philly, man? The surrounding streets were shut down. A bomb squad responded to the scene, had to clear it all out. Uh, the average price, they call it auto inflation, of a Mercedes Benz is up 43% since 2019 alone. That is a wild, 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 wild. And America's retail apocalypse. We're going to talk some about this. More than 800 big box retail stores are set to close all across the nation all this year. Bed Bath & Beyond, Walmart, Gap, Party City, a lot of the most iconic retail stores are closing tons of locations this year. Uh, Bed Bath & Beyond leads the way. They're closing down 416 stores, followed by Tuesday Morning, which I am today years old hearing about. I don't even know what that store is. Gap and Walmart, a lot. Stay with us. we got a lot more in store next. Politics, pop culture, and whatever else gets canceled, tossed in a blender, paid for by sponsored hate mail. It's The Dana Show. We are also increasingly concerned that China may be planning to provide lethal support uh, for Russia's war. Mm-hmm. Putin must not win. That would show that aggression works and force is rewarded. It will be dangerous for our own security and for the whole world. So that's the, uh, I can't believe we have a foreign head of an entity we entirely fund, but whatever. Uh, The head of NATO, who is saying in this audio soundbite that we're increasingly concerned that China is going to arm Russia. I got, okay. You might get mad at me, but I'm going to play this very straight, no chaser clinically. Welcome back to the show. Dana Lash here with you. Happy to be here with you as always. And I've got, okay, so if they're, we're arming Ukraine, just, why are you looking at me like that, Kane? Because I see the, I see what you're doing. I see the connection you're making. Look, I'm not justified. They were bad wrong to, I can't believe I have to say this every damn time. I want to pull my hair out. They were wrong to invade Ukraine. Nobody's saying that that's okay. But I... But do you see that they feel as though, and you have to understand how your opposition thinks, they feel like they're justified, regardless of whether they are or not. That's how they feel. And if you have NATO going, we're worried China's going to arm Russia. Well, duh. But we're also arming Ukraine. And we've each armed everybody else during Vietnam War and everything, every other proxy battle we've been in. That's what this is, by the way. It's a proxy war. So I just, I don't trust a single person. Trust no B. Telling you what, I'm going to get big silver ear, big gold hoops, and I'm going to have that phrase in the hoops. That's what I'm going to do. Trust no B. I'm just, you can't trust a single person right now. Case in point, I was thinking when I was doing a little reading and um, looking back over some stuff, 
with regard to this uh, START treaty. Because that's being really blunt. Everyone's like, oh my gosh, here it goes, here it goes. I mean, with the... When when Trump wanted to rem- leave the accord, the, the treaty with Iran, everyone was acting like... I mean, I'm just amazed at the left's both sides of their mouth on this. But this also, to get upset over the START treaty, also presupposes that the Russians didn't violate it ever. But, a, but they did. I'll point you to a 2016 piece from the Washington Free Beacon. Russians violating new START arms treaty. Moscow was already deceiving inspectors on missile cuts. This was back in 2016. This was before the election. This was under Obama-Biden. They did not eliminate a whole bunch of mobile missiles, and they were claiming that they did. They said the violations were discovered during an on-site inspection carried out in Russia, blah, 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 blah. Uh, they said that they, you know, so they've been skirting this for quite some time. I, I mean, they've, they've, you, you're, we're presupposing that they followed it at all, which, as I said, I don't believe anybody follows this stuff. I think everybody says they do, and then they just do everything on the down low, you know, because they just, they're shady about it. I mean, come on. I mean, it's, the, it, this is, and they also, the other thing too with this is that, they, I mean, they suspended verification inspections like last, uh, something like last summer. And they said today that they were still going to have the caps, the start weapons caps. So they are still going to have the limitations. So limitations aren't suspended. So they're just saber rattling with us. And all of our journalists, because they don't know a damn thing, they're all freaking out. Oh, my gosh. This is a sign of aggression. We need to also aggress. We need to do something, too. I mean, we're getting into some chicken little territory here. Do you see how it's the meat? It's the meat. What was I reading about? I think this was. um, What was it? An old thing. I want to say, you know, so Mika Brzezinski, you know, her dad, uh, he was the advisor. He's a kind of a goofball. He was uh, the advisor uh, with Johnson and then also with Carter on foreign policy. And I think it was him. I, I don't want to misquote it. Maybe. But but there was this quote from a foreign policy uh, guy in foreign policy in, in the Carter administration. And they were saying, well, you know, it's the media that really gets, you know, gets you involved in this stuff. Maybe it wasn't Brzezinski, but someone was saying that. That it's, you know, like the media with Somalia and the media with leaving Iraq and the media with this. The media leads so much onto this. I don't want the media to inflate all of these headlines and get everybody all riled up so that every, you ha- everyone's pressuring the United States government to take it, ratchet it up a step because of this. That's what I'm saying. Nuance matters. Nuance is everything at this level. And we're in an era where it's dead. That is dangerous. So no, they've, they haven't abided by it. I think to, to operate as though anybody is, is stupid on your part. I mean, why? it's dumb to think that people would actually, it's like believing Iran. Why would you? So there's, there's it, I don't think it means anything. If you're asking what it means for arms control, I don't think that it changes anything. This is them rattling the saber. I don't think it changes the damn thing. They have the caps in place. They're just not allowing NATO to check it, which they've already suspended that verification, like really back in August. So what's changed? Not a thing. 
But the media, I'm looking at the stories. You want me to count the headlines? Oh, man. Over 40. And they're all hysterical. Every one of them hysterical. A step closer to nuclear war, all this. Oh, my gosh. It's just as you would think it is. Because they want you to get wound up. You know, you need to think of it. It's this is how the this is how the tricks happen. They'll convince people, look, we're finally on the same page with something. Let's focus on the excitement about being on the same page as something and foster this desire to want to keep a green. And then they get you in this cycle of ratcheting this stuff up. Now, in the meantime, the Wagner Group, I don't know if you're familiar with this. Let me, I think I still have this up. The uh, mercenaries. This story, forgive me, I'm pulling this up right now because all of this is all of this is popping off. So the mercenary group, their founder, Yevgeny uh, Progzin, Prigozhin, he's uh, accusing Russian military command, going after their defense minister, accusing them of treason. Now this is a Russian paramilitary organization, and they don't they don't really operate lawfully in Russia. You could say. Now, remember all of the stories about um, in the beginning days in the Donbass region, and they had uh, these groups that were helping the separatist forces. They were accused of being Wagner Group military contractors, the little green men, to help. Like it's like the small wars theory. We're just going to start off like little, like little you know, things over and over and over, little conflicts, little skirmishes, little uh, offenses here and here and here until it breaks out into the open and then you're in full-scale war. So they, this was like back in 2014 when they first really got to be known because they were saying that their contractors had taken, that they were a part of like a number of different conflicts like Syria, Libya, um, even in Africa, and that they were part of some of that in Donbass Uh, the Donbass war in Ukraine, where they were helping like the Russian separatists and all this stuff. So this is where it gets really super deep in the weeds and interesting. And I'm just going to put this just on the table for you to be aware of. And I'm going to also put this in your email prep for those of you subscribed to the newsletter. So the founder of this group is now accusing Russian military leaders of or their command of treason. He's particularly going after, he says, a bunch of military-related officials have decided it is their country and their people. He published this profanity-laden audio message, and he put it out by his own press service. He said they've decided that these people will die when it's convenient for them. This is interesting because he's, so Prigozhin is a longtime ally ally of Putin, and so the head of this Wagner group is going after their defense minister. So he's and he's uh, I mean, and he's apparently been critical of Sergei uh, Shoigu for quite some time. And then the chief of his staff. Now, the reason I'm bringing this up to you is because remember how I keep going back on palace intrigue and all of this stuff and how there's like a destabilization, you know, ultimately within the Kremlin. And there's some I think that's one of the reasons why they haven't prosecuted this war as effectively as they might have is because they're at each other's throats in the inside. And I think this is further evidence of that. I'm telling you, Kane, Jack Ryan, third season. Right. I'm telling you what, all kinds of craziness. So I have some other stuff that I want to touch on too. And then we're going to continue following 
um, all of this. So we, we were discussing how uh, the, with Ohio residents in East Palestine say they broke out in rashes following the train crash. This, I wanted to play. This is audio soundbite two. This is the CEO of Norfolk Southern. He is offering $1,000 per person. He's very sorry. They just, they just came out with this like yesterday, late afternoon. Listen to this. This has been devastating to this community. And I, I want to make sure you understand I am terribly sorry that this happened to the community. Norfolk Southern is fully committed to doing what's right for this community. Shaw says he was at mm. the meeting in person. So they want to offer $1,000 per person. What? What? Come on, man. Come on. What's the population? You said it was like 4,000 something? Yeah. 4,000 people? So that's like, what, 4 million bucks? Uh, give or take. Like, I think it's upwards of more seven. But still, seriously? Come on, guys. I wanted to put that on the table for you. Don't sign a th- single thing. We have more to come. We have Florida Man on the way. When you're stuck discussing politics with your friends, who's the most informed person in the group? Yep, you are. You're welcome. Listen, follow, subscribe. The Dana Show. That's, again, that's a good question. And the answer is, this system is working very, very well for the people who own this network, for the billionaire class. We are involved in class warfare. People on top are doing great. So it's not hard to come up with the idea. You want health care for all? Duh. Every major country on earth is doing I live 50 miles away from Canada. You have leukemia. You're in the hospital for a month. You know what your bill is when you get out? Zero. Oh, for the love. Um, I love how he rages against capitalism. That's Bernie Sanders. Yet he makes millions from his books, charges $95 a ticket for book tours, owns multiple houses, and he hasn't volunteered to give up a single bit of any of this to any of the people that he claims capitalism is hurting. Hmm. Interesting, is it not, ladies and gents? Interesting. Yeah, I don't, um, hmm. They just, uh, I saw, who is it, Ro Canna? He tweeted, they're really trying to double down on this. He goes, half of all, Ro Canna, by the way, is, uh, he used to be a elected official. Now, I don't know what the hell he does. But he goes, half of all new parents have to spend 20% of their income on childcare. Let's cap quality childcare at $10 a day. Cap it. And by cap, they mean make other people pay for it. They're going to make other parents pay for it. Dude, if I got to pay for kids that ain't mine, I mean, you're, I mean, then they my kids. <laughs> so I'm looking at it. Them's my kids. <laughs> if I'm paying for your kids, they my kids now. Yeah, they mine. I'm going to come get them. Uh, that's dumb. We're not doing that. We're not doing any of that stuff. That's so dumb. I can't. Let's, you know what? Let's, I, for some sanity. Man, I can't even believe I got to say this. Sometimes only Florida, like Florida man seems like the smartest person in the room. I maintain that if everything goes to hell in a handbasket, it's going to be, we're all going to be, it's going to be Florida man. Telling you, let's go ahead and kick it. It's his life mission to make bad decisions. (laughs) It's time for Florida man. I didn't know where to start. Some of you, I swear, send me stuff. All from Florida too. They're the ones who send me things, and I'm like, I can't read this, and they and they know that I can't. So let's um, this is like a childhood nightmare come to life. I don't know for what for whatever reason when I was younger, I thought I was going to be on fire a lot in quicksand or buried alive, right? Because like you you 
do you remember like had is it just me you had to figure out how to get out of quicksand i'm like damn i hope i don't come across any quicksand in missouri gosh dang or like being on fire they're like stop drop and roll stop drop and roll it was never about drowning which i think is maybe more it was always about this stuff so this is crazy. Florida medics pronounced a patient, 65 years old, dead, only for a deputy to discover he was breathing less than 30 minutes later. Oh, man, man they, 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 they probably covered him with a sheet and put a tag on him. Right. But this is not the first time. Earlier this month, an 82-year-old woman in a New York nursing home was pronounced dead. They found her breathing again three hours later. Oh, my God. That's what I'm talking about, being afraid of this stuff as a kid. Maybe it's because I read scary stories to tell in the dark a lot, but... I, I don't know how that happens. There's one woman, 66 years old, Glen Oaks. This was in Urbandale, Iowa on January 3rd. She was declared dead at the Glen Oaks Alzheimer's Special Care Center, and then they sent her to a funeral home. She woke up gasping for air in a body bag. What in the world is happening? I'm totally freaked out now. All right, moving on. Now that I freaked us all out, now I'm not going to have trouble sleeping and all this stuff. This is ridiculous. Why did I read these stupid headlines? Dang it. I'm not kidding. Like, I'll. Ugh. All right. So, this. Uh, I'm not a. Can I just. I'm not. Is it ignorant if I, I. I don't mean it in a bad way. I'm just not a fan of Jeff Koons. Right. He does the balloon dog stuff. And he did a glass balloon dog sculpture. This little glass balloon dog was $42,000. And some goofball who. It was at Bel Air Fine Art. The Fine Art, whatever. Art Windwood Contemporary Art Fair. I have thoughts on contemporary art. I'm an art. I'm an old school maximalist, just so you know. They said that it's a shiny electric blue sculpture. It was on display. Someone tapped it to see what it was made of, knocked it down, and it shattered. $42,000. Everybody just, like, they just couldn't believe it. Some go, this is exciting. And someone else said, at least it's not a Ming vase. And then someone else offered to buy the tail. Of course they did. I just, I don't know, man. And then, uh, man, I got this. Uh, an alligator killed an 85-year-old woman in Florida. This is so sad. Fort Pierce. Local media reported a 10-foot alligator attacked the woman's dog, and then after she tried to save the dog, it went after her. The woman's dog survived. She did not. Uh, they, the uh, victim was recovered. They, they contracted nuisance alligator trappers, and they captured the alligator involved in the incident. She tried to get the dog away, but she somehow fell victim to the gator. That's, and it was in a retirement community. You cannot trust a single body of water. You cannot. At the smallest puddle probably has a gator in it. Just saying. Stick with us. Third hour on the way. I was, uh, as a young man, I was uh, born in a coal town of Scranton, Pennsylvania, northeastern Pennsylvania in an Irish Catholic neighborhood. Then when Cole died, we moved down to Delaware to a town called Claymont, Delaware, which was a working class town. And, uh, but everybody in town was either Polish or Italian. I grew up feeling self-conscious. My name didn't end in the SKI or an O. Um, but all kidding aside, nobody the connection between, right? I was telling the, the president of the I mean, nobody actually believes this. Welcome back to the program. Dana Lash here with you. That was Biden speaking with members of the press and the Polish president on the issue of who knows. I just this whole thing. This was a weird speech. This is all a weird thing. Welcome back to the program. Like I said, top of our third hour. And I got uh, we're going to continue talking about this whole issue. 
And then I have a bunch of other stuff to hit as well, including some wokery for you. Because while this was happening, I just I just think you got to watch all the hands that that are that are by the chessboard here. And when someone else is doing something, you know, when when they're trying to paper the uh, public psyche with one narrative, you got to look and see what some of the other moves are. Because this, I feel just like there's a there's honestly it feels like there's like a segment of of people in this that are just like pushing for conflict. It really does. So we're. <laughs> I don't know. World War Three is trending again. Who knows? Oh, yay. I tell you what. All right. So we're just, and we have these like, and, and a lot of it, yeah, is as I agree with some of my friends, neocon inter- interventionists. Yep. So we'll see. We'll see how it all goes. We'll, we'll, we'll bring you updates. We'll come back to this. But uh, there's, a, there's a lot of stuff here. And we've gone over everything from the START treaty, which I'm not really, nothing's really changed in that. It's just the media trying to foment hysteria over a non at all, no, no change in the status quo at all. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, we also, and that's true, I'll have a, I'm going to have a piece up uh, on, for the newsletter, for those of you who subscribe, it's going to be a separate piece about this that I'm going to get into, just kind of explain all, explaining this and uh, giving you some of the resources, some of the stuff that I've been looking at, in fact, and putting together thoughts for today, uh, especially as it relates to that START treaty and how Russia had already suspended verification inspections like last, it was actually last August when they did that. It, they And they're still abiding by caps on, so they still are acknowledging limitations on weaponry. So there's nothing changing. So I'm going to put all that in there. In the meantime, though, as all this has been happening, Biden can go over to Ukraine. He goes to Poland. He's not going to East Palestine, but Mayor Secretary Putin now says he's going to go over there at some point. He's going to go over there, and uh, I don't know what he's going to do. I don't feel like he's going to be warmly received. Do you? I think they'll boo him. Could he bear it? Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Might be able to. But he's going to go over there. And... We'll see. But um, the people there thus far still de- they're dealing with rashes. They're dealing with all kinds of just um, I mean, I feel so bad for them. I feel so bad for them. And they, they haven't been getting any kind of uh, assistance only now. In fact, here's the story I was looking for. Joe Biden now is uh, apparently they're o- the EPA. They're ordering Norfolk Southern to clean up contamination. This has been two weeks. So EPA said that if Norfolk does not comply with the order, the agency will do the work and bill Norfolk triple the cost. Hmm. Now, this comes after, remember how I said DeWine had already got everything ready for FEMA, EPA, etc. They were going to appeal to FEMA and EPA. If Norfolk Southern didn't do the work, then they were going to appeal to the government for the demand that they come in so that the town doesn't have to bear the cost of cleanup or the state, which is going to be excessive. So that's Trump is expected to visit the town tomorrow. Can we also I need him to stop doing stuff like this. I got to share this with you. I don't know. I almost fell over when I saw this. He put this out on his platform uh, about an hour ago. Quote. Florida was doing great long before Ron DeSanctus got there. 
People are fleeing from New York to Florida and other places because of high taxes and out-of-control crime, not because of Governor, thank you, President Trump, DeSanctimonious. Rick Scott did great, and, Char- and even Charlie Crist had good numbers. Sunshine and ocean, very alluring. Well, New York has sunshine and ocean, and so does California. And ta- all the people who are going to Florida and Texas and Tennessee are from California and New York. <laughs> So New York also has sunshine and ocean and California has sunshine and ocean. I think it was the policies from their administration and their legislature that did it run by. But why is why are we praising Charlie Crist? Oh, my gosh. If I was one of Trump's consultants, I would have because I'd be I'm younger and faster. I would have grabbed his phone and run down the hall. I would have made a security come catch me so he wouldn't tweet this or put this out. I would have run. Why are we praising Charlie Crist? Because I don't like Charlie Crist. Charlie Crist, and I don't say this as like a slight on George Hamilton at all, but Charlie Crist is like the great value version of George Hamilton. Do you know what I mean? Like he's just without any of George Hamilton's fun. I don't like Charlie Crist. What in the world? Why are we praising Charlie Crist? Why is he do? Why is he doing this? Why? Who? Why? He does not need to do any of this. I was listening to Nikki Haley give an interview this morning, and they kept trying to get her to say something bad about Trump, but she wouldn't do it. She focused on her record. And I I mean, I don't dislike her as a person. I just don't I don't know if I agree with her on a lot of her policies. I don't know where she I feel like she's she's subtly changing some things on foreign policy. And that's fine and all. But I think, you know, who you are and your instinct matters during crunch time or something goes sideways. So. I'm just, you know, I, 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 I don't know how I got, you know, I got questions, but she wasn't taking that, that bait. She was saying, no, I'm, you know, she just focused on her record and, and she focused on Biden and Democrats, which I think is the smart thing to do. You don't have to tear other people down to lift yourself up. And I understand that it's a competition, but if you're confident enough in your record, then put your record out there. You don't have to go and tear other people down. I mean, is this about what's good for the country or what's good for one person? You know, I mean, I, I now I think that everybody, no matter who they are, be it DeSantis or be it Trump or be it Haley or whoever, who who's the other? Is there anybody else that's already said they were going to run any of the people running? We have an obligation. I get my American DNA gets super um, flummoxed. When I see people act like we have, we have to have loyalty to either a party or a person, because we literally fought like a war (laughs) to not have any quasi monarchy. (laughs) And we fought a war to be able to ourselves hold our elected officials accountable. And I think you got to be hard on every politician. That's our job. That's our job. And it's our I mean, people died for us to be able to do that. I don't like this this litmus test of are you loyal to so and so? It's not you being loyal to a politician. You got to be loyal to the Constitution. The politician has to be loyal to you. I think some people got it backwards. I have, and some of them are my friends. I know people. I've been in this a long time. This is why I like to stay in you know Texas. But I have friends who work in this industry, and they look at it like, oh well, it's a loyalty check. You gotta where's your loyalty? I'm like, my loyalty is to. My, my, I, the constitution, what that's, that's where my loyalty is, Anne. 
I mean, you're going to try to King George me? Because we saw how that went. I, I just don't, it's weird to me. But why in the world are we praising Charlie Crist? That is killing my soul right now. Why? Don't do that. Someone make him stop. He doesn't need to do that. Talk about like taxes and how nobody was getting froggy. Talk about those things. Oh my gosh. All right. So a few other things to touch on as we get uh, rolling in here. I had more wokery for you. I had a lot of stuff. It's been kind of a busy news day, especially since the president was speaking a little bit earlier. So Don Morney, Don Morney, Don Lemon is going to return to his morning show. But here's where my question is. Okay. So guys, they're saying that he has to undergo formal training. For what? They said that he's going to undergo formal training and he's coming back to the newsroom. What formal training? Because he's like, he's 57 years old. What formal training makes it to where you don't talk smack about women on TV? I'm curious. How does that, what does that look like? I mean, what do they, do they make him sit at like a fake news desk? All right, Don, and then like bring out a woman. They, they, they bring out a woman. All right, Don, talk to this woman without engaging in sexist progressive tropes. Let's see if he can do it, Bob. All right, Jim. And then they, you know how doctors and nurses, like when you go get x-rays, they go on the other side of the wall. And then they run on the other side of the wall and they watch what happens <laughs> to see what Don Lemon does. Is that what they're talking about? I mean, what, what kind of, for, is, and is it going to be only limited to that? So is he sitting there? What are they, that, are you going to put a shock collar on him? I don't understand. Are they going to jab him? Are they going to, Spray him with a water bottle like cats with a Christmas tree? Like, what are they going to do if he messes up? So, so say, like, what is that? What does it look like? They so they bring him out, <clears throat> excuse me, they bring him out, and they're going to put like a Nikki Haley cutout next to him. All right, Don, ask her a question. And then see what he says. So if he, and so if he asks her a legitimate question, then he passes. But if he's right. like, all right, listen here, you dumb bee. I mean, th- yeah, I mean and then he gets shocked, huh? Buzzer. Yeah. Yeah, buzzer. He's like, he's 57 years old. This is not his first rodeo. Okay. I was going to make a joke. I'm not going to. <laughs> I was going to say, but I didn't say that. That was good though, wasn't it? That's good. Uh, you guys can't handle. You guys can't hear this. It's just for Kane and the guys here. You can't. Uh. Uh-uh. Somebody. Somebody will get mad at me. Like uh, they did at Tiger Woods with the tampon thing. So he's because what he said wasn't provocative. It was just stupid, and it was really. I mean, what? What is he? What are they going to do? What does that look like? He's fifty-seven years old. He's not new at this. So he. I don't understand why. How do you have to have training? We're going to train you to not be a douchebag. Can you do that? Can old douchebags learn new tricks? That is the question. He's 57. I don't know. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick 5, brought to you by Caltech. How many genders are there? You know, you got to play the full thing now. What'd you do? I'm dropping it in. 
You can't just no. Now you gotta play it. You can't be teasing people like that. Right. Play it. How many genders are there? I don't know. I just got here. <laughs> Okay, let's do this. All right. Okay. All right. Okay. We're good. Um, United says it's going to make it easier for families to book seats with their children for free. Like you would charge for that. <laughs> the change is going to allow families and other adult travelers accompanying children younger than 12 to access preferred seats. I thought, but what makes you not be able to do that in the first place? I don't, I don't get that. I don't know. Uh, let's see here. I got another. Oh, this. I wanted to get into this more. A Pennsylvania County's mailing residents free prophylactics to combat rocketing STD rates. Residents can get up to 10 condoms discreetly delivered to their door for free. Early syphilis rates in Delaware County increased from 71 in 2020 to 113 in 2021. Oh, right down during lockdown. Interesting. Hmm. Inter- maybe let people out of their houses more. You know? Like... <laughs> We got an idea. Let's just give them the condoms. <laughs> Work. Oh, this is so gross. Um, fecal bacteria uh, on sidewalks can uh, in the Big Apple, New York City. It's filthier than they believe. They did this study, uh, built environment, and they found fecal-related pathogens. They're all over the sidewalks in the Big Apple, and it could be in your home if you live there, which is why everybody's leaving. There you go. Uh, we got to talk about some wokery when we come back. Stay with us. Want a behind-the-scenes look at The Dana Show? Subscribe to Dana's Chapter and Verse newsletter for a deeper dive in all things Dana at danalash.com. No, I don't know what you're doing. All right, I'm going to play this video for you because it was funny. And I can't, I don't actually understand, like, the purpose of this video. All these people, like, all these, like, they, they put these, um... Because I'm getting into the wokery aspect of it. I don't know why you played that sound bite. That was the last one? No, it wasn't. Oh. I'm looking at it right now. So, that's this... I don't know who this is. It's a guy who's in Claire's Boutique necklaces. This is like basically, apparently, all of TikTok. This is everything Take TikTok is. deep breaths. No, I don't want to. I care about you. No, you don't. How are you doing today? Um... I want to blend your eyeshadow better than it's blended. Yeah, I can't. That's all TikTok is. I don't... That's all TikTok is. TikTok is dudes poorly wearing makeup and trying to, like, talk to your kids about sex. I just don't... I don't know what it is. I wanted to also... There's just no... This was actually... Okay, so this video that's making the rounds from South Park is, like... This is, like, from 06... South Park was ahead of its time. I mean, there's the phrase South Park conservative, which I said that I was a South Park conservative like 15 years ago. And this had, this was so, such an on site, on the mark analysis of all the trans, the activism and everything. But they also talked about abortion. So it has to do with Mr. Garrison, who is the, school one of the teachers at the school at south park elementary and he's identifying as a woman 
You got to listen. This is hysterical. You here for an abortion too? Yeah, I discovered a few days ago I wasn't bleeding out my coup, so I guess I'm knocked up. Is this doctor any good? Mrs. Garrison? Oh, that's me. Hello, doctor. It looks like I need an abortion. An abortion? Yeah, I've got one growing inside me. Now, you're going to scramble its brains or just vacuum it out? Gosh. If you want, you can just scramble it and I'll it out myself. The doctors are just Mr. Like Garrison. Mrs. Garrison. Mrs. Garrison, you can't have an abortion. Don't you tell me what I can and can't do with my body. A woman has a right to choose. No, I mean you're physically unable to have an abortion because you can't get pregnant. But I missed my period. You can't have periods either. You had a sex change, Mr. Garrison, but you don't have ovaries or a womb. You don't produce eggs. You mean... I'll never know what it feels like to have a baby growing inside me and then oh scramble brains and vacuum it out. That's right. But I paid $5,000 to be a woman. This would mean I'm not really a woman. It's, I'm, just a, I'm just a guy with a mutilated penis. Basically, yes. Oh, so spot oh, on. Boy, do I feel like a jackass. So spot on. South Park was so spot on. They wouldn't even be able to... I mean, I just feel like if they came out with that today... Then they'd probably the woke scolds would probably go after them. I think that one of the reasons that they don't really go after them is because uh, the creators of South Park don't care. They just don't care. I think that's what so much of it is. They just don't care. I mean, that was I. I don't know why that's like considered controversial or even like controversial controversial why there's controversy around it why there's i don't understand why everything is so ridiculous like they so they have here's some of the woke i have to share with you so in the uk a counterterrorism program is flagging shakespeare in 1984 for encouraging far-right sympathies shakespeare really and uh, also, they think that the Lord of the Rings is a sign of somehow some far-right tendencies. Holy wow. It's often viewed as an allegory about World War II, but whatever. Um, holy cow. So they're upset about that. Yesterday, we were discussing how they're rewriting the, all these children books, like Roald Dahl, uh, all of that. I love this. Philistines and Vandals have taken over art and culture. And how everything from Splash Mountain to all of it, everything is being revised. I'm, I mean, you're probably going to have to, authors are probably going to have to at some point have it in their contracts that they don't want their stuff rewritten. I mean, have you seen some of the new titles for kids' books lately? You had Anti-Racist Baby, Feminist Baby, and My First Book of Protest. It's awful. This isn't, I don't think that has anything to do with sensitivity. I think it has to do with, it's the, it's really very much the critical race theory, the cultural Marxism that's trying to rewire everybody to be at each other's throats all the time. I mean, that's, you know, really 
I mean, it's really ultimately what it is. Everything is so woke. Everything is so boring. It, so in a, I, and I don't think that that's what... The, they went, already went after Mark Twain. They went after Dr. Seuss. Some people are saying Chick-fil-A has gone woke. I don't... I mean, I think that there is some things that they have said previously where I'm kind of raising my eyebrows a little bit. But they are offering a cauliflower sandwich in three locations, a plant-based sandwich. If you're like a plant-based person, though, what in the world, why would you go to like a fast food place that sells meat? Because you know that the options are going to be limited, right? A cauliflower sandwich, it's, but they said that it's not considered fully vegetarian because of the cooking environment. So like if that's, if your cauliflower is cooked next to some chicken, let's buy some chicken. Has to be a fully vegetarian environment. I don't even understand what I that means. I have a question though. Is it being <clears throat> yes. woke just to offer other menu items? It's the cauliflower sandwich. Wouldn't more of their actions be considered whether or not they're woke or not, as opposed to what kind I'm of just, food items? I'm just. I don't are on like the, the fact that they're trying to trick us into thinking that cauliflower is anyway like chicken. They go. This is what they said. They go. The cauliflower sandwich is plant forward, as it places. A tender fillet. <laughs> tender fillet from a whole cauliflower at the centerpiece of the entree. I love how they're trying to sell that. Somebody definitely earned their dollars writing that. I can't, I mean, you're getting, a, you're getting cauliflower on bread. And they're like, it's a tender fillet from a whole cauliflower. Like, it's large enough to, what? Because they're not, what? A fillet from a whole cauliflower cane. Like the whole cow. <laughs> it's the centerpiece of the entree. What, what, it's the substitute for the meat is what it is. You're having gas between two slices of bread. That's what you're having. So people have been eat, trying it because they think they love to share their hot takes. But don't they bread it and fry it? They bread and fry the damn thing. Uh it's still cauliflower. I mean, I mean, I don't care if they want to add. I don't think it's woke to add a menu item on your another menu item, but that's nasty. Like at this point, you know, you're you're made to eat meat. If God did not want us to eat animals, He would not made them made them out of meat. That's very important to acknowledge here. Good heavens! So, a couple of other things that I want to make sure that we're hitting. This, because uh, hmm, we've been, co- yeah, we've been, yeah, my, Kane says meal equals meat. My stepdad's rule was, is that if it doesn't have meat in it, then it is not a meal. You cannot at all have any, have that without, you can't have a meal without meat. He's not wrong. He's not wrong. So, a couple of other things we're hitting. Well, agree. Do you guys remember... The, I don't even want to talk about this, but it's an update on a story that we've covered previously. Oh my gosh, I can't, I hate people. The Canadian teacher who wore the fake ginormous prosthetic breast to school. Remember that teacher? So according to one of the neighbors, one of his neighbors, he doesn't wear them outside of school. New York Post says transgender teacher 
Kayla Lemieux wears them extremely infrequently and puts them back on to teach, especially when he goes for a walk or when the cops visit, said his, his neighbor. Oh my gosh, that's so gross. And the Post noted last week that Lemieux left his job at school wearing the fake chestal receptacle areas and uh, a blonde wig and big glasses. Then he went shopping at a department store and a pet supply store. He emerged half an hour later dressed as a dude. He then spent the afternoon in public wearing men's sweatpants, trainers, and a gray t-shirt and a navy puffer vest without his, his fake boobs, his makeup glasses, or wig, said the report. But, that, what? So, what is he doing? Is he just like gender fluid? Is that what it is? I don't get it. I mean, he is a freak, man. But the New York Post, did you see? Like the pictures of him without his wig and all that. It's just, just he's, this is like some Silence of the Lambs kind of stuff. He did, though, he did start wearing pants with his fake, you know what, um, instead of just the biker shorts all the time. But I just can't, I don't know. It, the parents have been going like back and forth. They've been, they were fighting with the school. The board demanded a new professional dress code for teachers because Lemieux created this huge uproar. And Lemieux told uh, the New York Post, quote, I don't think there's any problems with how I've dressed. It's the personal opinion of other people. I don't think I've dressed on professionally. Dude, you wore biker shorts. And I mean, also the Z cup fake boobs. You wore all those things. And so he's, um, the, the, the district defended him, and apparently they're still trying to, he did wear jeans, though. The other day, apparently he did show up to work in jeans. But he's, it's, so it's like he doesn't wear it when he's out and about on his own personal time. The majority of the time that he wears it is when he's in the classroom. That's weird. That he is, that's a fetish thing with him. Yeah. And, and he only, it's only a fetish thing for him if he can, basically put on a show in front of other kids. That's wild and gross. I can't believe that these educational, so-called educational professionals don't see this. They don't understand this behavior and they don't see it. They're so worried about looking unwoke that they would actually sacrifice the well-being of the kids to do it. I don't know. I'm... (sighs) It's, it's wild. Now, on this point, one last bit of wokery here. CNN wrote a hit piece on J.K. Rowling, the author of the Harry Potter series. They said that she, quote, continued to make anti-transgender comments and promote stories on her Twitter account that discredit trans-inclusive advocacy. Literally, all she has ever done is say that women have existed. And they cannot really define, they can't define what they call Uh, anti-inclusive trans commentary they can't actually really define anti-transgender their idea of anti-transgender is anything that that contradicts their narrative and they have been attacking this woman there was a british trans activist that said they were going to kill her there's all kinds of stuff how in the world is this journalism though so cnn is perpetuating this across the pond and they're, they didn't present it as an op-ed. They presented this as like a factual story in between pieces on foreign policy, etc. They're not anti-transgender comments. So apparently it's anti-trans to acknowledge that women exist. So in order to be completely, by their definition, inclusive, you can't acknowledge the existence of women. 
Now you tell me who's inclusive and who isn't. Listen to The Dana Show live on the Odyssey app. Weekdays, noon to 3 p.m. Eastern Time. We build a coalition of nations from the Atlantic to the Pacific. NATO to the, in the Atlantic. Japan and the Pacific. I mean, oh across, my the, gosh. across the world. Oh, my gosh. Oh, what in the world? I get, oh, man, I get so uncomfortable when he talks. <laughs> Just, oh, man. You know, his whole team is like standing back there going, come on, Joe. Come, oh, come on, Joe. And they're trying to use, they're trying to make the force a real thing by controlling his thoughts. They're trying to so hard. Oh, man. Welcome back to the program. I, um, whew, I don't even know, man. I'm telling you what. Uh, that was, that's uncomfortable. That's uncomfortable. A couple of things as 2024 heats up. Oh, what is it? The token who's on the, the token conservative, not even a conservative on The View. I just, someone sent me this piece, the Farah. She's a Nepo baby. Like her dad did World Net Daily. <clears throat> and through her dad's connections, she ended up getting, she worked for Pence. Then she worked for Trump and she loved MAGA until she got on The View when it was more advantageous for her to hate MAGA. I can't stand that. Whether it's people being spokespeople, like, I mean, he had a former spokesperson that called him a racist, literally on CNN when they were a contributor, and then became a spokesperson, and then loved it, and then now was like, don't run. I don't know. I mean, you just have to have consistency. Fair of those, I think, bad. Um, just because, like, she went so strong and went after people and was particularly hardcore about it, and then now, because she's at the, the token at The View, a poor replacement for Meghan McCain, Say what you will about, you know, Megan McCain and with her dad or whatever. But there for a while, some of the most serious questioning that we got from a somebody who is a Republican against a Democrat was from her on The View. But now Fair is apparently going after DeSantis when she used to praise him. She's going after everybody. And she said that she's been a lifelong conservative, which you're not the bouncer for conservatism. You're a Nepo baby. All right. Today in Stupidity came. All right, it's uh, Buttigieg. This is what he yeah. said as far as his qualifications. <laughs> oh, boy. When are you going to go to East Palestine? Well, I am planning to go, and uh, oh, yeah. our folks were on the ground from the first hours. I do want to stress that the NTSB needs to be able to do its okay. work. In- he swears he that no he's, uh, he he's, he's qualified for disasters. Yeah, he's not. he is a disaster. That doesn't make you qualified in dealing with him, though, just yourself. I don't know. Folks, sign up for the newsletter over at Substack, chapter and verse. Back with you tomorrow. Have a great day.